0: Welcome to Co-op Mode. I'm Mike Espy. And I'm PewDiePie, or Ben T. Hey, what's up, Ben? And this is episode 35, SideQuest with Mike and Ben, where we are discussing Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remix. Oh my gosh. For the PlayStation 3. Is this really happening? It is real life, Ben. I-R-L. It's in ridiculous. real life. <laughs> I R L So, buddy. So, how you been, man? I've been great, actually.
1: been doing just fine. Playing wow. some games. Um, working. Living. living having good- sex. <laughs> I don't know. I, that may or may not be true. I don't know. Um. Uh, <laughs> 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 anyway, derailing the whole thing. I, I meant for that to be just a real quick, like, let's move on. Uh. <laughs> Cool. No, what happened uh, earlier today was um, I called, or not, I didn't call, I got a message on, uh, on I got a, like a response uh, from uh, one of our good buddies <coughs> who works at uh, Telltale Games. He's been working there for about a month now. Um, his name, You and I went to school with him. Yes. A couple of grades ahead of me, a couple of grades behind you. Um, his name is Chris McCormick. He is a dude that works at Telltale Games now. And it, the thought just like, Occurred to me when I was uh, I saw an announcement for uh, the Game of Thrones um, uh, video game that Telltale is going to be putting out, uh, which I'm really excited about because I think that universe lends itself really well to like that kind of stuff. And it got me thinking. I'm like, hey, I know someone who just started working at Telltale. Let me ask. Uh, let me ask my buddy uh, Chris. What do you think?s So I got on and uh, and and messaged him and said, hey, you know, are you allowed to tell me like, are you working on the new Walking Dead? Are you doing their other Very successful um, Fables, Wolf Among Us storyline. Are you working on another crappy Jurassic Park uh, game? Back to the Future. Is it the Borderlands 2 prequel that apparently they're doing? Or Uh, the Game of Thrones? You know, they got so many different things in the fire right now. And I said, or or could it possibly be something that just hasn't been announced yet and you're not allowed to talk about it? And without, like, hesitating, he's like, no, I can talk about it. I'm working on episode four of The Walking Dead in season two. Oh, it's so cool, man! I was like, "Holy shit, man! That's that's really awesome." And and like, first of all, he—I mean, we I, we saw a message like earlier last week saying that he was starting to play, um, the games. Yeah. Episode one and two, or not season one and two. Mhm. And I told him, I said, uh, "I really, really am digging the game, and I love Clementine and the fact that you're gonna get to touch these characters, and I might see your—I'm—I'm I'm going to see your name in the credits. It will just be." unbelievable like it it's so cool because i have loved these characters for a for you know quite a bit for some time and and to see that that you're involved with it is is so exciting and stuff like that so i mean maybe not news in the sense of like hey you know we have the hard-hitting like brand new stuff coming out or like reactionary stuff about what we think mm-hmm. uh certain things but just someone that we know uh is now working on uh a game that we really love so uh i'm completely caught up on walking dead i think it, it's only been two episodes for season two right now yeah um, they're just about finishing up, he said, with episode three, which means it's probably going to, the third one's going to be out soon. So fourth one is when we should expect to see, uh, Chris McCormick's name, uh, roll across those credits. So yeah. very exciting and very cool to, to, to see it, to see someone, uh, that, you know, you've, you've, uh, you've, you know, that you've seen, uh, pretty much in, you know, in the credits and stuff like that. I've seen this man naked, so <laughs> uh, it's, it's really, it's really cool. Sorry, you know, I did such a good job of of rolling it onto this uh into this uh Walking Dead subject from the from the sex comment and now and now I talk about him being naked and now I made it even more uncomfortable. So <laughs> look at me. So look at that.
0: Good job, <laughs> Benty. Wait. Yeah, make, well, you know. Why do you make things so uncomfortable? Good job, <laughs> sir. You know me. That's yeah. that's how I roll. <laughs> that is how you roll. I like it. I like it. No, I think uh, from what he said he's going to be a junior animator. I I don't remember what exactly that entails in terms of what aside from actually anime i don't know what kind of i would responsi- i would assume, pff, oh. Oh, go ahead
1: oh i was gonna say i would assume that junior animator my guess would be that he probably gets uh the animator's work and either fixes any sort of bugs in the in the thing like he spends a lot of time like they'll do or or he might be what what's considered like a like a tweener in a traditional animation where you yes. know the animator creates the keyframes, and then he does all the rest or something like that. You would think that you know computer animation you wouldn't need to do something like that, but apparently it's probably more of a assembly line than it than it actually appears to be, and that he might be doing a lot of different kinds of shots the The cool thing though about it and and after talking with a guy at work about it today about how like uh well another another I uh, talking to Casey pretty much talking about it me and him were were discussing it today at work, and I just said uh you know, like, I'm so excited because this, this these games, as, as you know, um, and probably people listening too, they have a lot of uh, great, like, cinematic shots. There's no real, like, you know, run and jump and shoot and stuff like that. Like, there's no real time where you're controlling the character in, like, an action, like, Twitch sort of sense. Mm-hmm. It's of a conversational kind of game where you get to, you know, they give you actions to do at any particular time yeah it'll be really interesting to he'll he's going to get a lot out of the acting part of everything where he's going to be working with those facial animations he's going to be doing a lot of like lip syncing and stuff really well so i mean that's that's what i see him animating a lot of unless unless of course it isn't and and maybe i'm completely wrong maybe we can get him on sometime and, and uh and talk about it uh hopefully soon in the future um maybe when we like you know, redo or we do another review of like season two or something like that when that's all finished, or something like that. Yeah. About his part and about what it's like working at Telltale. Tell. Maybe, maybe some, maybe in the future. Guys, anyone that wants to tune in for that. So.
0: uh, That's just. I think it's just really cool for him, man. I. I think he's. He's he's busted his butt to get where he is at right now. He did work for Pixar for a little bit and then he got let go because I don't think because Pixar didn't make a movie. And so they didn't need all the extra hired help. So that was that was a big bummer, like for me to. Um...
1: Yeah, and, and he, that's kind of what he said was what, what it, one of his uh, comments he made was like, that it was um, the thing he loves about Telltale is yeah it's really cool the projects are really big he's excited about working on a big project, but the thing that that was most exciting to him was that it's a stable job. Yeah. Uh, something like Pixar, they bring in people and they and they do away with people. Uh, you know at the top of at the at the drop of a hat sometimes, and it's mostly because um this year I guess um this isn't really have this is kind of off on a tangent a little bit, but I guess Pixar's not putting out a feature this year in two thousand and fifteen or uh-huh. full, because they were a little bit behind on the good dinosaur uh it's still in the story stage as far as we all know, and they just want to like they just want to like build that up and and do that so chris uh, was a was a uh, an, uh, to give you a sense of how how good this guy is. He was an intern, or part of an intern program at Pixar. They liked him so much that they brought him on. And he he was one of the cho- the few chosen to uh, to start working on a feature. I'm not sure what that feature was. I'm gonna guess it was uh, the Good Dinosaur. But because they weren't far enough and they didn't have maybe nearly enough art assets, that they started to move on to. Uh, they they just had to let some people go because you know they can't keep co- uh, paying those people. You know their their business
0: yeah. like that. So. Yeah, he's got. A, I I think he's got a better sales job, in my opinion. I think he does. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely.
1: I so, mean, I would love to see him go back someday. You know, if, if that's what he really wants to do. But if he's happy at Telltale, why leave? You know.
0: Dude, if if he stays at Telltale for the rest of life, that's that's, he's he's golden. He's he's set for life. <laughs> Telltale has a an a, a, evergreen customer.
1: Like I will always be buying Telltale games at this point now, especially. Same if, here. He works on them, and, and you know what? Honestly, I, I will say we're, we're talking a lot about Telltale, but like, and we talked about one of their games recently on it on a couple episodes ago. Man, I tell you what, they're putting out good product. I mean, it used to be Sam and Max, you know, or they did, um, I think it was Sam and Max, and they do Telltale games, they? they used to do something like that. They used to do uh, Strong, I think it was Strong Bad, they did a game for Homestar Runner stuff. Mm-hmm. And Back to the Future was kind of a iffy one. I know it got okay reviews. I know Jurassic Park did not do very well in reviews, unfortunately, because that would have been a cool property uh, to continue. But Man with the Walking Dead, he's working on their Golden Egg there, so
0: might as well dude. It's it's as we as we reviewed it, it's it's a pretty phenomenal game, and I highly recommend those who have not played it yet do play it. It's very immersive. I think it's probably one of the best games we played on the podcast for the podcast, especially. So aside from just jumping on Telltale's Dick and Chris <laughs> and Chris's too. <laughs> uh, other news: I have Ben Teed as a poop pet here. Oh, wonderful! Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that before. Yeah, yeah. Duh, Duh. Everyone, That's not news. Everyone knows that. Yeah, uh, everyone knows that. Well, that's you know that's something that we just want to share with our, uh, with our wonderful listeners that you know it's great to have you know a friend who really puts a lot of time and effort into their craft and get rewarded and so we we cheer on our buddy Chris McCormick for doing one hell of a job. Good job, dude! If you're listening. I applaud you. I will applaud. You. Uh, yeah, apparently
1: he might. He said he was going to listen to our Walking Dead episode after he was done playing it. So I wonder if he's if he's uh, if he's listening right now. So yay, go you!
0: Go you, man! Woo-hoo. All right, let's go on to our main feature. And also, I think it's kind of interesting that I finished another another game, uh, another hack and slash game known as God of War. You, I'm, I'm sure you've heard of it, right? I have. Yeah, I'm just I, I'm just giving you. Oh, just, just give me shit. I sure have. Okay. Uh oh yeah I might do so, I might draw some compare and contrasts uh between this game and God of War. Uh Are you talking you about Kingdom Hearts? Yeah. Okay. I might do that uh because I there's some things about God of War that really sh- that really irked me and and I do feel like sometimes it, while actually really thinking about it, like I do think Kingdom Hearts does some things better than what God of War does. So I'll, I'll explain later on in, the, in our review. So here's the synopsis. Um, it, was, it was quite a lengthy one because uh, this game came back and uh, came out in September 2002, September 17th. So I, I took a little snippet of it, which pretty summed up the game in, uh, in a nutshell. Beginning on an island paradise, the game follows the exploits of a 14-year-old boy named Sora as he travels across multiple worlds searching for the whereabouts of his long-lost friends from IGN. Uh, It was developed and published by Square Enix, but at the time, they were known as Squaresoft. Uh, It is rated E10+, for everyone 10 and older, for fantasy violence. It was re-released on the PlayStation 3... uh, September 10th of 2013 so roughly a uh, close to a you know 10 year 10 11 year mark of the anniversary for this yeah. game and the re-release Ben now this is this is this is new for me too uh, the re-release contains uh, the final mix version now here's a little fun fact about final mix the final mix version was only released in Japan until now so like the version that that we both played is new for americans all around for whatever reason japan got like a re-release over the year over like the current year uh previous years when the original kingdom hearts came out you know it had new weapons had new uh abilities some items materials you synthesize some new villains you can fight etc etc and us Americans were kinda of left in the dark. Which as someone who as someone who is a big, you know, fan of the series, you know, you're just like like what the hell, man? You know, like you, you wanna see what they're getting to play here and I had I had to wait for how long? <laughs> yeah. Which which sucked. But now that it finally came out, I got to you know, obviously I got to witness uh you know, what was new, what was you know what was familiar for me and all that good stuff. And plus, uh, it wasn't just this game that came with the package. Um, Chain of Memories also came with this package too, along with the cinematic cuts from 358 over two days. Uh, just a side note on Chain of Memories, I-, I will say that Chain of Memories, I don't think works well on a PS3 at all. And when I say that, um, the mechanics of it is a card-based system, and it worked well for the Game Boy Advance, which was the original port, because it's very the Game Boy Advance is very limited, limited as what it can do. So I think that the Game Boy Advance worked well, because I actually played the whole entire game of Chain of Memories on a Game Boy Advance emulator. But on the PS2, PS3... The PS2 and PS3 can do so much more, and the worlds, the combat doesn't feel like if it it's appropriately. I, I I mean I don't know what exactly is appropriate, it, but it just feels empty. It feels hollow. It's just like eh, whatever, you know. It's not that big of a deal. Whereas
1: I, I think I understand only because um, I, you know I read I read some other reviews of of the of the. The only one uh, that we're that we're reviewing, which is the 1.5 HD remix, mm-hmm. I didn't actually play it at all. I didn't even I didn't even pop it in at all. Um, but I guess I hear yeah that like th- the thing is it works better on a handheld. But when you get when you get your hands in a controller and it's on a television, the game doesn't really translate well from hand- yeah from Nintendo handheld to Sony big screen kind of experience. Which yeah, is I supposed agree. Supposed to be, I guess.
0: Yeah, I, I I will agree, man. It, it it's definitely jarring, because I don't think it's a it's it that that type of combat system. I feel like was geared towards just the handheld system because of how limited it was. Whereas if you whereas the game we played has a lot more capabilities. You can do more. You, you know, you have a lot more. The worlds are bigger. Uh, you, you know, you have you have voice acting. It's just the PS the Sony console has a lot more to offer for the game to do. And chain of memories is just sadly to say, I don't like saying this. It's just not that interesting to play that I'm just actually tempted to actually open up my game boy emulator and just play that version instead of the PS three version. It's just, it's so weird, man. I don't, I don't really care for it, which makes me sad because the story in that game is actually pretty good. But playing it on a console, it's just awkward. But that's just a side note. That's just a s- little side note for Chain of Memories. I've only played like a couple hours into it, and I'm just like, I'm not really feeling it, which, which bums me out. But anyway, on to this one. Uh, as you know, Ben, uh, I've been a big proponent for this game. I will say that originally when this game came out, my brother Matt... He got hooked on it immediately.
1: There's another one of you? No, I'm just yeah. kidding. But...
0: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. That's the joke I always make. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. No, it's fine. It's cool. I like it. Uh, <laughs> Matt, um, when when this game originally came out, Matt was like, "Mikey, you gotta try this game. You gotta play it. It's a lot of fun. You have to." And I'm, and I'm thinking in this mindset, like, you're playing with a bunch of Disney characters and Final Fantasy characters mixed into one game. That sounds fucking retarded no way and you're swinging around a big ass key that sounds so stupid he's like don't knock it until you try it so one day I said hell with it I'm I'm gonna try this out and then several hours later I'm playing I'm playing I'm going through Traverse Town and I'm in Alice in Wonderland I'm next thing I know I'm in the deep jungle and I'm just like oh shit
1: you're a true believer
0: I I became a believer and it's so and it's kind of funny when i think about it now it's like it when i play games today it's like you know i may look at it and be like eh, i don't know if i want to play it but i don't i really i won't really know until i actually try this thing out and, and so far that's that's what i like about this podcast i've been playing games i don't think i normally would have played on my own or at least given a chance just because i'm just kind of a you know i'm a stickler i really am which it's just my own detriment, too.
1: Well, I was going to say, um, too, you know, you were completely turned around by, you know, the first thought of it, your your idea was like distasteful. You're like, ooh, I don't want to play it. What were you playing at the time that made you, like, think? That... I, I guess that's what I'm saying is you only have enough to go off of what you know from before, right? Yeah. And you're going to pop in this game. You were already a fan of, first of all, Disney characters, I would assume. Because we all grew up loving these characters. Yeah, yeah. But at the same time, were you a JRPG fan back in the day? Did you play action JRPGs?
0: I was not really accustomed to JRPGs at all. Like I had played, you know, Final Fantasy 7 Yeah, but I wouldn't consider myself a diehard fan of the Final Fantasy um, franchise by any means at all. Like, and like I wasn't like oh, I have to play Final Fantasy. I have to play Number Nine. I have to play Ten. Like I was not a diehard fan. I was like I played Seven. I liked it and that you know and i was like you know cool all right no big deal and so think of that of disney characters which i corresponded with children at the time it's like kid you know just kid stuff mixing in with final fantasy people and i'm just like really like that's i mean like this game's totally gonna bomb and next thing, and now 2014, there's a Kingdom Hearts three, and now you know, you know, there's a Kingdom Hearts three on its way, and I'm just like all oh, giddy and one happy sure. mofo, yeah. So it's just kind of funny when I look back at myself then and look at myself now. It's like wow, like I've definitely changed. <laughs> it's it's kind of nice. It's 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 a nice change of pace for me, and I and I really like that because I gave something a chance that I was just like ugh fuck this and then i end up really really liking it and so it just really told me that i just need to be a little bit more open with my games and you know try a little bit more and in speaking of that just off on a a side tangent it's kind of like with you know when i look back and listen back to that crisis 2 review i was i harped on that game so bad i really did and part of me wants to go back and replay it to see if i feel the same way as i did then just for experimental sake
1: so like so like um because you've had a taste of other things that weren't necessarily in your palate yeah um you think you might return do you think it might be too soon at this point
0: i mean it's it's been over close to two years man
1: okay we played like a variety since then and stuff like that so may, you're right maybe it would be interesting to do a, like a little mini side project of like revisiting a game and seeing if you feel any different about it i mean that's very interesting because i mean i don't know i i sit there and i think about this game this King, the kingdom hearts game and i might have had the, the exact opposite reaction that you did
0: mm-hmm. um
1: i know you said you're a true believer you're super excited for three and stuff like that i'm i'm excited for three as well but i'm excited in a different way okay um and, and the other thing is too, I came at it differently than you did. Whereas you, you I would say in two thousand and two when this came out, I would consider this a, a one that you grew up with. Yeah. You know? Um, the what? What? Your first console? What was your first? Like, well, this doesn't really make much sense to talk about. But like, well, I guess let me just ask. Like, what, was the PS two one of your first consoles you had?
0: I had a Nintendo, man.
1: Okay, so you were all the way back. Okay. Yeah. This must have been like maybe like your first foray into. Like, JRPG, or action JRPGs. Yeah. Maybe. Because um, the only thing I could think of... I was trying to think of, like, this game came out in 2002. Yeah. It's an action JRPG, which is still, to this day, a uh, a genre that I, I'm not extremely familiar with. I've played... I'd say maybe my guess would be like a third, maybe a half of Final Fantasy VII. Um, I've played Final Fantasy IX. I'm familiar with... uh, or And Final Fantasy X I've played a little bit of. I'm familiar with a lot of like the most famous characters, like Cloud and y- and Yuffie or Yuffie. Is it Yuffie?
0: Yuffie,
1: Yuffie. Um, and I'm familiar with Yuffie. Uh, <laughs> and uh, and like you know, a lot of the Final Fantasy X characters and stuff like that. Which I don't think we're out by the time the First Kingdom Hearts is here. So you're not going to
0: get. I know. Uh, I those... know there was a lot of Final Fantasy. there's quite a bit of Final Fantasy Eight characters in there. I know. Cl- I mean, Cloud made an appearance. Yuffie. You saw- was
1: a- um Sephiroth as well
0: yeah
1: um who's the the lady that dies in an Eris
0: uh Aerith. Aerith. yep
1: um those characters and stuff like that like those are there and so so I, I I was like familiar with the characters I know like video game culture and stuff like that so it wasn't too hard of a stretch luckily um from from like the surface the game looked very interesting mm-hmm. because I grew up loving these characters uh not the Final Fantasy ones but the Disney characters yeah um, I was highly anticipating it. I heard so many great things from so many people and especially you, you know. You're probably the one that when I think of Kingdom Hearts, it's hard not to associate that game with you. Yeah. Um because of how much you've talked about it or how much, you know, you've you've shared knowledge on it or something like that and how much and how, you know, how excited we were to actually sit down and discuss the game. Mhm. You know, obviously re- originally released in 2002. Um so I wasn't really surprised by the opening of of the of the of the game. And what I mean by that is I don't mean any like uh, anger bite or anything like that, but like I'm trying to think of games that were coming out around that time, that were kind of sort of reflective of this. Obviously, um, with 2002, I would say about almost five years before, or a little over five years before, you had Final Fantasy, excuse me, Final Fantasy VII, which characters were really, really popular at the time. Uh-huh. Final Fantasy VIII as well. This is all coming around you know about like the the playstation 2 came out in 2000 what else were people playing that were like the first one i could think of was dark cloud um (laughs) have you ever played dark cloud or seen it uh
0: i'm i have heard of it but i've not played it
1: for everyone that's going to youtube right now too dark cloud kind of has that kind of uh uh third person action rpg elements the way that um that kingdom hearts does uh the first one even um Mm -hmm. And uh, and you run and the first and second one they both kind of have and I think I, I, if I'm not mistaken, um, Dark Cloud was either a launch title for the PS2 or or very close to launch. Um, I may be completely wrong about that and I should probably not state crap like that. But but uh, <laughs> I seem to remember that coming out extremely early in the life in the lifespan of, of the PlayStation 2. I'll I'll just say that general generalizing it. Um, and it's got like elements of that the Z targeting. And I call it Z targeting because one of the first games that I remember that that uh, of it of of having that mechanic of targeting your your opponent and then you being able to like never like unlock from it as you walk around the map and you like slice and dice with your sword and stuff is um is stemmed from Ocarina of Time from uh-huh. the 64 which came out four years before in 1988 from Nintendo so. There were all these things that had the, these elements of the game that that I'm familiar with and that I was excited to get into, and I've and I've actually played the original Kingdom Hearts on the PlayStation Two only once, but I never got past Wonderland. Okay. You know? So like it wasn't like stepping in. I, I'm just trying to set the stage for you and for anyone else that's listening, as I as I give my review and I give my thoughts on the game, the kind like where I'm entering from, so you guys know that I'm not like entering this blind for the first time. And I'm just like throwing it out the window or anything like that, um, <laughs> because fine. I don't I don't I don't want to be disingenuous to you or to anybody else because I know how much you care about it and I know you know and I and you know, that's awesome like you know huge fandom for the game and stuff like that. I think the idea of it, like the idea of of taking these two universes and kind of mashing them together. Actually, it's not even two universes. If you think about it, it's taking almost. I'd say dozens of universes together. Well, maybe not dozens, but maybe about a dozen universes throwing them together because you're finally seeing, like, Donald and Goofy, these characters who have existed together,
0: mm-hmm.
1: suddenly jump into a universe of... um
0: with, an- uh, with anime-looking characters.
1: Well, like, not only that, but, like, you see these two Disney characters, Donald and Goofy, jumping into, like, the Little Mermaid universe. Yeah. Almost even, even Disney is... Even the Disney... Uh, Universes are getting collided as well, um, and then not only that, but in this game you're also getting um, interesting uh, worlds of, of the games on the own design. I'm talking specifically about Tra- Travers Town, yep, and like the end world, the end of the world, and stuff like that. Like all of those are created as a uh, as kind of like a it, the game's own creative design and stuff like that. And all that looks looks uh, great and, and interesting. It is a I, there's something about this Disney. Final Fantasy crossover though that after playing it like how do I want to put this because I'm just going to d- dive right into this right now I, I just fine. how I feel about like all these things I guess it's Disney and it's Final Fantasy it's a crossover it's very exciting both properties are handled extremely seriously with kid gloves like I'm actually surprised this game even got made because of how much they had to pay attention to like details and how continuity driven this game is like everyone like think about it like there are bigger properties in the world like they can take star wars and marvel characters now and put them in the same game if they wanted to just to make money because these two universes can just happen because everyone loves them and they all make money
0: yeah
1: however like in with disney and final fantasy you get this really weird um I, i feel like it's very kind of sometimes jarring um disney is is handled really well like the characters in it it's disney so they're gonna they're gonna take absolutely all the um like care in those characters and the Mm -hmm. look of the characters like they're all gonna be like perfect because it's disney you know their characters can't look bad any in any shot or any moment so i'm sure that was a big headache but when they're like they're juxtaposed with like these like semi-sexually charged square enix characters it's a little weird, like, because, like, these characters, some of these characters are wearing, like, nothing. And then you've got, like, Donald and Goofy standing right next to them. <laughs> and, and, it, and, and, like, it, the thought never occurred to me when I was younger, because I guess I just didn't think about it. But, like, now I'm thinking, how the hell did this get made? Like, it's really odd that these innocent Disney team-ups, <laughs> like, little, little mermaids swimming around. Well, I guess the little mermaids kind of almost naked, too. But yeah. at the same time, I'm th- sitting so there thinking, like, this is, this is extremely bizarre. Um, but interesting and very Japanese, very Japanese idea of taking these. It's kind of like almost like fan fiction in some ways of being able to like meld these worlds together and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, dude, so, it, it's it's really bizarre. It's like like this. Like even when I play it now, I still find it a little. I find it interesting and exciting that this this even happened and the amount of like the popularity that came along with this game. I. I was completely taken back away. I was taken back by like because I felt like it was a fun crossover. It's a lot of fun. I mean, they, I think they took advantage of. uh, I think they took advantage. uh, I wouldn't say of the Final Fantasy characters, but they had fun with the Disney worlds. I mean, it was a bit, a little bit of a rehash with uh, some of the narratives, but they put their own little twist on it with, um, you know, with the Heartless, which are the main. I get, uh, the main antagonists, uh, the main villains of the game, and I kind of and I really dug that, especially with the primary Disney characters. You know, you got Maleficent, uh, Oogie Boogie, uh, Captain Hook, Ursula, uh, Jafar. Uh, who else was there? Who else, I think is that it? it. Uh, yeah, you're just naming off Heartless, though, right? Uh. Uh, well, not just mainly heartless, but how the heartless. Because like Hades of... is in there. Oh, Hades in there, isn't it um, too? Then
1: there was a, a, I think his name's Clayton from Tarzan. Yep, Clayton's in there, which was really bizarre too, because I didn't think he was much of a. Even in the in the in the actual film, like I didn't think Clayton was much of a. Like a, like a villain, you know. Yeah. He, it's not like he's got the presence that Maleficent does.
0: Oh my God, I know. Or
1: Hades or something like that. Like they look like dark figures. Like Jafar works perfect in that. Ursula, you know, these like dark queens or whatever. And then you got Clayton <laughs> <laughs> who's like this over trigger happy zealous uh, uh, like punch guy that just wants to kill uh you know apes. Gorilla, yeah, apes, he grew up too, yeah. So yeah, I I just I just you know, whatever. I yeah. mean
0: it's the, the, you funny. know what?
1: to be honest, I think that's important too to, to note because this game came out in two thousand two. How long ago was Tarzan it? Was it was wasn't it like, like nineteen ninety eight or something like that that the yeah. game
0: came out? Yeah, ninety eight. Yeah, it was like. No, that they was, were
1: probably working on this game at the time that that was coming out, so they just wanted to push. I mean, it's Disney; they want to push more of their property and stuff like that. So.
0: Yeah, I, I mean, do what you, you do what you can from a business standpoint. You can't blame them. I mean, that's if you want to make more business, you want to make more money. I mean, you push your products out there. But Clayton was like, uh, it's so funny about Clayton, man, because I'm just like, you got Jafar, you got Hades, you got Maleficent, and then you got Clayton. Yeah. He, he's just like Clayton. you're just the oddball like you're you're just a piece of shit <laughs> he's he such one he's like one of the most pathetic villains in this game but speaking of like uh speaking of the villains though I, I I think it's just that nostalgic factor of you know being able to fight Maleficent Jafar Ursula uh Captain Hook you know that brought out like a little kid that brought, that brought out like the kid in me for some reason like you know, I, Wait, I was, what,
1: this time around or the first time you played it,
0: it both, man. Like oh, okay. all the times, it, it really has. It's okay. I, I get. I don't know what it is. just that it really hits that spot for me where it's like, man, this is so great. Like I, I I'm just having so much fun. You know, beating up Captain Hook and and I, I've always been wanting You know, I've always wanted to do that. I've I've always wanted to beat up Jafar or Maleficent. Which, by the way, when Erica and I watched Sleeping Beauty. Maleficent was kind of like, she had presence, but she wasn't really that good. Like she doesn't do much until she actually turns into the dragon at that point. Like, like, like even when she,
1: even when she, uh, the like the big thing that she does at the beginning of the film. Are you talking about the film, right? Yeah, yeah, the film. Yeah, she does this. She does the curse where she she pricks her finger and stuff like that in the film. It yeah. actually doesn't get like very physical with anybody until she actually becomes like the dragon at the end.
0: That's yeah. The- I was a little bit let down by the movie itself, but when I played, when I was playing this game, I'm just like, damn! Like, like they went full on. Like she is like the queen. Like she is the bitch you don't want to mess with, and and I loved that. Like I'm like she is a villain. Like I freaking love it. And so when it came to fight her, it was it was very gratifying when when you you know when you defeated her. At least I thought so because they really emphasis, put a lot of emphasis on her and i think that's one of the one, that's one of the great things is that when you fought these villains you know they're villains and except for Clayton, he's a douchebag but anyway the vil, the villains were villains and it was just so fun I was like i just like it it just made me feel like a kid again like i, I don't know like it's really hard to explain it just really brought this nostalgic factor back to me and that, and i really like that
1: that's really important too when you talk about like nostalgia when playing these games. I don't have that baggage when I come in.
0: Yeah.
1: So when I'm when I'm playing it, I mean that I mean I'm not I'm not saying that your nostalgia isn't valid at all. That <laughs> that totally that totally makes sense. God bless but, it, Ben. <laughs> well, you know, <laughs> I, I could sit there and I could tell you like I I'm not going to sit there and love on the story the same way you would only because Because you've grown up with that story. I would never say, well, it's completely invalid and stupid. It just didn't make much sense to me. Now, when I sit there and I say, hey, you know, Samantha, or hey, Espy, or hey, someone who hasn't played uh, Zelda Ocarina of Time for the first time, come in and start playing this game. They're not going to, I mean, the story's not freaking Citizen Kane or anything like that, but it's it's not made like that. In fact, the 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 name of the or the game's uh, story in in Zelda or anything like that actually doesn't make any goddamn sense. But like, there's a there's certain themes and stuff like that that carry throughout the game that I think are prevalent here in in Kingdom Hearts. But the problem is like, I just don't think it's done as well. And and I and I have like specific parts to talk about like. You start off on the island as a kid, and you're walking around like with this group and stuff like that, and it feels very like fun and safe, and feels kind of adventurous. You feel like Link in some ways. Um, it starts off very much like a like a monomyth or the hero's journey, you know.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And then you kind of go off into these um, into these places, these new worlds and stuff like that. And obviously, it's it, you're trying to shoe in a bunch of these little uh, Disney worlds and stuff like that, and trying to get all these. Um, you know, Maleficent and all these characters together in a place so that you can you can fight these characters that you know and love. But the 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 thing is though, like trying to tie that all in doesn't really make a lot of sense. Like there's no real motivation. I I, I don't really I was often confused by like motivations of people and stuff like that. But that's not really the point, is it? Like why does Ganon steal Zelda all the time? Well, it's just because he does. Because that's that's just his archetype. He's the bad guy. Just like Jafar is the bad guy. He's always gonna do yeah. that. You also have to rely a lot on the continuity of the Disney, the Disney uh, shows, the Disney movies and stuff like that, which is fine, too, because, I mean, how many time, how many people have seen Lion King and, and, uh, and you know, and El- Aladdin and stuff like that to know all this stuff? I guess you didn't have to know Lion King in this one. Um, no. But still.
0: It's a, it is in the second game, though. Yeah. Which is a lot of fun, too.
1: But that's that was that's what was I guess one of the really redeeming things for me was that attention to that continuity and detail um, that you ha- almost have to have with when you work for when you work as a Disney game. Yeah, with licensed characters and licensed things and stuff like that, it was and, and to create like a and the attempt to create an original story that ultimately didn't work for me. But I have to give them credit because they're taking. These existing characters and trying to spin new life into them with a with a brand new idea and honestly it, it is original that's for sure, but it, but it's one of those things that like, you know I'm not sure where it goes I'm not sure what what uh, they're trying to f- defeat all the heartless trying to close all the keyholes, yeah with the keyblade and stuff like that there's all this talk about we have to get to the master we have to get to their 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 master which is Mickey yeah ultimately. he's the ultimate wizard and stuff like that has to you know create all this stuff. Um, integrating all these Final Fantasy characters into it as some sort of resistance was kind of neat, but um,
0: I, I, I'll admit, man, like as much as I love this game, I know for a fact it is convoluted.
1: Yeah, uh, it, it a, is
0: very convoluted.
1: I almost feel like they could have done without any of the Final Fantasy characters. It felt like a, final, a, a Disney Final Fantasy game. I, I, I'll just say it is a Disney Final Fantasy game. Without, but I almost feel like I could have gone without any of the Final
0: Fantasy elements in it. Um, I, I don't know if it if it, just a straight up Disney thing would work because I don't. The reason why I say that because I feel like character designs aside from Disney, uh, especially the the Heartless, I feel like are very. Um, I don't think Western developers would have come up with those ideas because it doesn't feel like a Western design for some reason. Because the Heartless, all the Heartless, like, have, like, the Heartless enemies, like, they each have their own personality. Like, a lot of personality when you fight them. And that's one of the things I really like about this game. is like, there's always something new to fight. And the thing is, they always kind of correspond with that world. Like, for instance, uh, Halloween Town... You're gonna be fighting heartless that look like mummies. Or that look like a little bit of like ghosts or Yeah, whatnot. you had
1: to fight uh in in the agraba you had to fight like um little uh like yeah. they had like tur- they had, they had, they had turbans. Saber fighting little little yeah. uh heartless dudes. But the thing is their their mechanics never really changed.
0: No, the mechanics they,
1: they're they cosmetically look different, but they their uh their their actual attack patterns and AI were never really like different, you know.
0: I mean, no, they have the same patterns, don't get me wrong. I'm not I'm not denying that. I'm just saying that not all the villains act the same. They don't do the same move, but yes, they have like a same you can detect their patterns, yes. I mean that was a
1: good touch, I think. Going to those different worlds and having specific looking heartless, that's pretty cool. So
0: Yeah. And that's one of the things I wanna talk about make that comparison with you know, with God of War. Uh, when I was playing God of War, the villains to me, like when you fight those common enemies, they didn't have any personality to me. Like they they just like they look muscular, they looked like they looked apparently threatening and they did maybe like a one or two cool moves. Like those Minotaurs, man, I felt like well I'm like, wow, that's a fucking Minotaur, I'm you know but it became they were like they were lifeless. Like they had no personality to them. I'm like, well this kind of blows. Like you you know, you have this Greek mythology world and you and you have this, and you're not really capitalizing. You're not giving them any sort of personality here, and that's what I, that's one of the things. What really turned me off about God of War is like these 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 people, these things that I'm fighting. They're just they're just not interesting. And but when I you know play Kingdom Hearts, it's like there's there's <coughs> like so many different types of heartless you can fight, and then on top of that, you get to fight you know main Disney villains. And so it's like nostalgia factor right there, and then you have different types of personalities that you're fighting. But I will say, though, the hack and slash mechanics in God of War is I, I do think is better than Kingdom Hearts. Um, because personally, um, what I like the fact is different types of button combinations. I enjoy that. I don't know if that would have worked very well in a JR, you know action JRPG, though. I I'm not sure if that system would work. Yeah, uh, I, think,
1: I think we're getting closer and closer though now to to getting that kind of mechanic. They're starting to meld those two kind of together. Like,
0: yeah,
1: I, I think when we finally play, um, I, maybe I'm wrong. I don't know, but um, maybe when we start playing something like Devil May Cry, the the new relaunched one, yes. that one might be a little bit more action oriented. But there's still like RPG elements that are getting brought into that. There's RPG elements getting brought into everything, mm-hmm. but um but particularly comparing i think something like Kingdom Hearts to something like God of War which honestly was one of the first times it was pretty revolutionary for an action game to be like that like yeah, yeah maybe the uh, maybe the uh the the enemies and the fighting probably weren't as varied um which they actually do kind of in in the sequel uh in the in the in the coming sequels and stuff like that they kind of get more interesting
0: yeah
1: but um you know you have your you have your Minotaur, you have your uh, your what is it, an ogre, not an ogre, uh, a cyclops. Yeah. So like, like you have your bigger things to fight, and then you obviously you have your big giant bosses like the Hydra and stuff like that. But that's 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 what's so interesting. The comparison that you made to this game, to Kingdom Hearts, is like, like yeah, they're very similar in that they have like small enemies, medium sized enemies, and then the large enemies. It seems like they're like way opposite ends of the spectrum though. Yeah. But yeah. Because like. In uh, the in in God of War, you're hacking and slashing at a face of a Hydra, right?
0: Yes. It's
1: pretty clear what you have to do. In fact, it's so clear that they put a big red circle above the head of the character.
0: Yeah, yeah quick so that time moments. Yeah,
1: automatically turns into a quick time moment. That was one of, I think one of the first games to be to be able to create something like that that I remember that you have to like click along with the sequence in order to make the thing happen, and it would just animate in front of you. And if you didn't hit the correct sequence, the animation would stop and you would be killed or you would mm-hmm. be thrown back to the ground with a little bit of health taken away or something like that. Like All that stuff would happen. In Kingdom Hearts, though, you, I think that it was still before the time of God of War, yes. before the time of Hack and Slash, where it really wasn't clear a lot of the times how best to... Fight a character in Zelda. It's it's in Ocarina of Time. So I'm gonna keep going back to Ocarina of Time because this game honestly reminded me of it a lot of times. Okay. Um. There's some like flashing, tail uh, like a flashing tail of Queen Goma, uh, the, the spider thing or whatever. Or there's, um, you know, it, it's it's like there's some sort of like flashing or some sort of indication to let you know what you're supposed to be doing during a boss battle in in um. Uh, Zelda that I just didn't feel like happened ever in Kingdom Hearts like um, I wasn't sure if I was doing things right when I was fighting the um, what was that fucking thing in Wonderland trick master A trick master holy fucking <laughs> shit. damn thing first of all and,
0: and, <laughs> yeah and that's where I
1: stopped that's honestly where I stopped the first time I played uh, Kingdom Hearts back in the day but um also, the time of fighting Ursula, I wasn't really sure if I, if any, like clubbing her in the face was doing anything, or if like I had to swim around her head to hit her, and then they had another um, boss fight just like that where you f- don't, I don't, you fight like another head. I don't remember what it was though.
0: Was it the final? Uh, not the Final Fantasy. Uh, Fan- Fantasia. The, uh... Yeah. Yeah. You fight the big like um, horn character. Yeah. Yeah. The, the, that was like one from like from their finale. Yeah from fantasia that uh, that big winged demon the, that character but i have the guide
1: here and it will probably tell me what it is but it was one of those things where i'm not really sure if i'm doing this right or what and and um the other thing about it too is um i i was gonna wait until the review to kind of talk to you about it but um there's a whole big thing on like xp making sure that your levels are up to before you before this fight and stuff like that like i was doing everything via a guide yeah, there's a lot of the parts I found extremely confusing, like to get through. So I I, I had a nice like I had a pretty okay guide uh, from like a Brady Games or whatever from the original PlayStation 2. Era. Yeah.
0: Wow! Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: Well, I found one one time at the at the uh, at like a half price books or something like that. So I was using that, but um, but the thing was with with uh with those characters. It's it's called the Chernabog or whatever, Chernobyl Bod,
0: boss. Fight? I don't know what the fuck it is, man. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know the name of that thing. It's that big,
1: like, winged creature from um, Fantasia. Yeah. The variant where it comes out of like the water or some crap like that. I don't know. I haven't seen Fantasia in a long Um, it it was those kinds of boss fights that I was like, I'm not, am I doing this right, or is it is it me, or is it, is it the game? I think it's a combination of both, really. This whole ordeal, or this whole this whole honest honestly, felt like a chore a lot of the times for me. Like I'm like I better get back to Kingdom Hearts. I better play this game. Or oh my gosh, you know, I mean it was hard. It it, it was genuinely like games just aren't made that way these days. Yeah. And I don't think games were made that g- back then. I was playing games like this. Um, it's just made with that kind of JRPG kind of heart and spirit that um, that honestly I don't I don't think I ever had any experience with before in the first place. And that's kind of why I I maybe steer away from it. Okay. Uh, and 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 that you know I, I guess that's a, like a nice way of putting like it's me not you but at the same time like I'm I'm not gonna deny all those you know millions of fans that love the the franchise because um you know just because I'm, I'm like they're all wrong I'm, just like, <laughs> yeah. I'm not gonna you know what I am saying that they're all wrong no <laughs> yeah. they they're doing all that they love what, they love it all because they grew up with it because they love those characters because. They're all together. They're all in this really interesting, weird, neat world, um, and and they grew up with it. They feel they have that same kind of feeling. Where I just I just never came from that, and I was looking forward to enjoying it and stuff like that. But honestly, I found it honestly I found it uncomfortable. You're
0: kind and of not like yeah.
1: a weird like I don't like this, but it was, oh, yeah, yeah. those things. It was like a kind of like a thorn sticking in my side the whole time. Gotcha. And I, which which is hard for me to say to like one of the biggest super fans I've ever. <laughs>
0: no. No. i'm not yeah. bad man i don't know i just i find no. your i find no. your take on it much more fascinating than, yeah. than me I, rather blabbing about it like oh my god how much i love it this thing, you know that would be kind of boring but yeah no 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 i'm glad like this is one of the things like the, the trouble that you were having with this game like it it really made me like take a step back and think about newcomers to this game like and I was like, you know, Ben T is pretty good at video games, man. Like, he's, you know, he's I would say, you know, he's very versatile in playing different types of games. And this one is really giving him a hard time. And that's when I kept thinking, you know what? Maybe this game hasn't aged so well. Maybe it hasn't. And I, and I thought about it and I, you know, and I think about like the trouble that you're having and there are times I had troubles with too. Like especially in Wonderland, and I'm like there are some things I consider to be very Japanese because I when I say Japanese is because I don't think I wouldn't believe a western a western developed game would you know make you freaking hit like a like a shelf to drop like a book or a teddy bear to advance the level, and I'm just like oh that's what I have to do like oh yeah like like how did I know that back then, and how come I don't remember that now like because I thought going into this game, I was like, oh yeah, this is going to be a breeze. I'm going to sweep through this and it's going to be cake and I'm going to love every single minute of it and I'm going to enjoy it. There are times I'm like, fuck this, man. This is like, why in the world would anybody do this? Right. And, and and on top of that, like since this is the final mix version, you, I, you do encounter rare enemies, like Rare Heartless, and there are some I am just like, why would you even do that to your – why would you even do that to the players? Um, there's one particular one. It's called – let me get my list out here. OK. Uh, there's like 10 new materials, which means 10 new enemies. Uh, there's one that you can find in the deep jungle, and it's near the treehouse. Or you can find it in Atlantica, but you're best off doing the treehouse. You'll find three white mushrooms with the you know the red you know with the red cap that are frozen, and you have the cat you know you have to cast the stop spell to you know to unleash them. Well, once you do that, you get this other pink you either get this heart. Let's call it the pink agaricus. I don't know even what the fuck agaricus stands before or means, but anyway, what you have to do is you have to freeze you have to hit the stop button or you have to use a stop magic spell on this thing and whack it so many times in order to get the special item. So not only is it a rarity for this thing to appear, but it's also a pain in the ass to achieve X amount of hits just to get an item. But the thing is you're not guaranteed to get that item. So it's like one of those things. It's like, you've made it so rare to the point that it's beyond annoying. It becomes a chore. Whereas if I would fight other heartless, you know, they would drop items, you know, materials, uh, uh, items that I can add for, you know, to, you know, increase my health, my magic, my strength, and my defense, you know, stuff. It wasn't, it wasn't a chore, but they sure as hell made it so difficult to get this you know to get this item and you weren't even guaranteed to get it and it's like why like yeah. that's all i could think about i was like why
1: well i i see a lot of that stuff too and and we i mean you're hitting on it right there is that think about how like the like japanese culture reflects in their in their games and stuff like that i got to be very careful about how i talk about this stuff because i'm i'm honestly not really prepared with any sort of notes or anything like that but I was kind of trying to go off the cuff, but the well, Japanese well, there's,
0: culture well, of things is well, uh, what's that? Uh, well, there's one comparison. You know, when we talked about Kami, like when we had to leave that village, I had no idea that you had to keep talking to that one person to let you out. You know what I'm talking about? It's like yeah, you know, I know, I know exactly what you're saying. So like, there's this thing where you have to check absolutely
1: everything, and not only do you check it the first time, you check it more than a couple times. Yeah. For, and to expect. A lot. Well, I I feel like maybe this is kind of putting a lot of games in America. I'm I'm kind of being a little disingenuous to games in America where they do a lot of hand-holding. Yeah. Think about that. The way we just described. The way you just described uh, God of War. Like all you gotta do is go up to a thing and hit a hit a red circle, and then you just do this amazing like attack. You know, and then you're done. Mm-hmm. With um, with these Japanese games. You're talking about finding something so rare and so hidden and so, like, into the game. Like, there are bosses in Kingdom Hearts that I never even faced because I never took the time to look for them. I was just trying to, you know, scurry on through the game, trying to get through it. Like, being in the game uh, was so challenging that I needed a guide practically, like, 90% of the time. Mm-hmm. And um, and also just in, just in the fact that, like, a lot of times I didn't know where to go or what to do. Um, in order to in order to like progress. And there's something about that I think that kind of is reflective of just Japanese life in general. Um, a lot of people strive to achieve something that is so like, like um, gosh, I see, I wish I, I had I had prepared better for this part because I, I guess I didn't I didn't think we'd, we'd be talking about um, like Japanese culture, but that culture like relies on a lot of like precision yes. and like, doing extremely well. Um, an extremely high rate, and just accuracy, 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 and that, <laughs> and reflective of America, we don't really do that. <laughs> it's like that, honestly. But that's kind of where I'm getting at. It. It's like I feel like that's that's like reflective of their culture, and they they're supposed to do really well with stats and really well with with um, finding stuff out and 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 picking apart the, the very small fine details. Whereas something like a button press can do all these different amazing things in a, in an american americanized game an american made game and it's just this giant move that kind of hand holds you through the whole thing and, he, and there's like a, a quick time event in general is a prompt you just follow the prompt and you're done yeah. you just follow the directions and we're able to make it through whereas that doesn't leave any room for that exploration of what you're talking about which is um, going and finding a special little mushroom so that you can get an item that may or may not be real or something like that. You know, like, or not, not that may or may not be real. You may or may not actually get it. Is what is what my understanding. Yeah. So, it's it's hard it's hard for something like Kingdom Hearts because for someone like for someone like me and I feel the same way about Dark Souls and Dark Souls Two. Those games that have come out. Like Dark Souls Two came out recently. I feel like I should never ever touch those games. Um, they may feel like Adult Zelda. But I'm actually fine with just regular Zelda. (laughs) Zelda kind of Americanized is a kind of Americanized JRPG where it kind of holds your hand through a lot of it. It it definitely tells you what you need to be doing a lot of the times. And if it doesn't, I I think that's kind of, you know, when I was younger, I had to look up what to do in in Ocarina of Time. But now when I'm playing Twilight Princess recently, I really don't have to because I kind of get and I kind of know the ebb and flow and the rhythm of of a Zelda game Mm -hmm. about where to go and what to do next. You know, you're always gonna have to go to the fire temple. You're always gonna have to get the bow. You're always gonna have to do something like that. There's an expectation in these games, Kingdom Hearts, Dark Souls, and stuff like that. There isn't, and there's a lot of exploration. It's different and, and probably way more robust in something like Dark Souls because I, I was I would assume because it came out later. But something like Kingdom Hearts, like a lot of that stuff, like the mushroom thing. Did you just know to go do that, or did you know to look up with that? Did you find? I out? had to
0: look that up, dude.
1: Yeah, you had to find out like where to go and stuff like that. Like those kinds of details. I don't I'm not sure if I ever would would be ever interested in something that deep and that robust. It's something like that. It almost feels kind of like I said like a chore. And that almost the entire game felt like that for me. Like the the hardest part for you was to find that mushroom and that like struggle and that like I don't know if I'm even going to make it through this or whatever. That's honestly how I felt throughout the whole game a lot a lot of the time. I'd say about 80% of the time I felt that way.
0: Yeah, i mean i i can't say i felt that way because i i've obviously played the game numerous times
1: yeah you had nostalgia you had memory of like where everything was you probably even though this was an hd remake and it was completely remastered for the playstation 3 you were able to know exactly where all the items you're probably hidden because you've played it over and over again like what what would you say how many times have you played this in your life like, how many, how many how, entire full runs of Kingdom Hearts have you brought? Kingdom Hearts 1 you probably but...
0: Okay, this is embarrassing, but this is actually my
1: tenth time. Okay, see, that, that's, I was saying, that's not nearly as embarrassing. Because, like, I've probably played Ocarina of Time close to 12. 11 or 12 or something like that. Okay. Like, I just know where certain things oh. are, through like muscle memory and, like, playing the hell out of that game. When you're growing up, you latch on to the games that, you've, that like, you really dig. And uh-huh. you got so many of them when you were younger. You know, my first uh, um, my first uh, system was a Nintendo 64, and the first game was Ocarina of Time. And I played the hell out of that game. I played it so many goddamn times, and um, and I know a lot of the stuff by heart, and like where things are, and like what things sound like. Like I'll always hear Navi going, "Hey, listen," and stuff like that. And I'll and it will be just that same. That same feeling, that nostalgic feeling, over and over again. And honestly, if people play it and they don't get it, like I, I know Shannonbarger got it, you know, our one of our guests, Mark Shannon he got um, he got the uh, uh, the 3ds version of Ocarina of Time, and honestly, just never finished it. And I don't think he hates it or doesn't like it. I just don't think he's as compelled as I was way back then playing it and being really hit over the head with some of that stuff, and and, and really digging it and enjoying it. The same way that I would nowadays replaying it and like knowing where everything's at and having the nostalgia feeling of the of the of the semi okay story and the sound and the feelings and all that. Mm-hmm. So it, it it's 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 interesting. Like I I, I I find that I find your side of the story fascinating as well because we're both people that that are coming at this almost completely opposite ends of the spectrum. You know.
0: Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, like. Oh wow, I just I just mumbled right there. I I think <laughs> I just think that's that's one of the reasons why I wanted for you to keep playing the game, just because I wanted to see I wanted to know what you thought more than anything else because I, I found your take to be much more interesting. But uh, and I and I, I even admitted that this game felt new to me because there were some there were some there are some changes to this game. Uh, like, like, simple little things, like, they changed the color scheme of some of the villains, like, mainly all the Heartless, um, and then the, you know, you had new abilities that I've never, I've never played in the original release, or I should say the American release, uh, some new items, the new materials, the new Heartless, um, there was, uh, a, a, a new Keyblade here and there, but nothing, like, worth, you know, like, like woo, that's awesome, fantastic, but I also there was a, a battle that you could do after you de- after you defeated Maleficent, you could travel back into this portal, and you'll see this black and you this black uh, this person who's in a uh, black cloak, um, and from someone who's played the Kingdom Heart games, I immediately know he's from an orga- he's from Organization thirteen, which are the main antagonists in. Um, Kingdom Hearts Two. So,
1: so was that? Sorry, real quick. Was, so was that cloaked figure at the beginning of of the Kingdom Hearts One storyline? The, uh, the Ansem. Ansem.
0: Uh, Ansem. Um, you'll find. Oh man! Like because it, that's spoiler territory. But oh, uh, okay, it, it uh, is it, it is spoiler territory. Um, because Kingdom Hearts Two actually reveals like the true identity of. That character. So basically, the character oh. you thought was handsome is not really handsome. Gotcha. I'll, I'll, just, I'll just say that. But the cloak figure, when you're fighting after Maleficent and we go in this dark portal, portal he's at, basically got two red lightsabers. Essentially, um, I immediately knew who that character was after having played Kingdom Hearts 2. And and if you collect all like all the 13, if you collect all the notes, the Ansem's notes all 13 notes um you'll you'll find out that if you it once there's a heartless once a heartless is created there's a nobody created which is just an outer shell and that's that's another type of villains you fight in kingdom hearts 2 it's called a nobody so that's when, when i said that when somebody loses their heart they become a heartless and a nobody is created. So basically a shell and a heartless is created. Well, that kinda of plays into number two because if you think about it, Sora technically took his life and he became a heartless, but he came back, but there still remains his outer shell that exists. And that's going to spoiler territory. But basically he he does have an outer shell um in kingdom hearts 2 so it's it's very japanese man like it's it's really it's like one of those things you just gotta play to try and get the gist of the story at least try to (laughs) but when i explain to myself and i speak out loud i'm like wow that really sounds really confusing when i speak out loud about it and i'm just like how do you explain that i'm like i don't know just play the game (laughs) i can all like it's like I don't even know how I go along with it. I, just, I, I think for me like what Josh had talked about, like he basically he gets the gist of it and he just goes with it. I don't try to understand every single detail in this game, man, because I know I would start scratching my head. Right. And
1: that's kind of where this review kind of takes me is like I hate, I hate to give it a score even because it's one of those that I just don't, I feel like the score isn't going to be as reflective as the words I have to say about it because there are I want people to know and that why we had this huge preface to tell everything about why I feel strongly about making sure everyone knows you know, where I'm coming from and, you know, and not just look at a number score and think, oh, okay, well, this is how he equates it. So, you know, he yeah. must hate the game or something like that. And that's not where I'm trying to get at. I'm trying to say, although I understand the fandom and I understand, like, why SB feels this way about a game, that he loves and, and has nostalgic feelings for. As a newcomer, here's my experience with it, and and if you were to rate it on a scale of one to ten, what would it be, newcomer? And I would and I would I would give it my score that I would give. So it, it's one of those that I feel like with an experience of a new player like myself, I feel like Kingdom Hearts to me felt more of like like a pill to swallow rather than mm-hmm. which 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 you know honestly it starts off you know for me really slow. Does. Well. And it does. It, and it's got to take time to pick up that momentum. By the time you get to your first Disney World, it starts to get kind of exciting because you're like, oh my gosh, we're here in these these places that I remember visiting in these movies. Wow, look at the detail that they they went down to to create a feeling. Like they took the feeling of of um, Alice in Wonderland and turned that into an actual 3D world. Look at the feeling that they did for 100 Acre Wood. And now it's here in the book. Like it's so beautiful and neat and stuff like that. It looks, you know... I mean, I would assume it looks great compared to what it used to look like now in HD. Um, but, you know, at the same time, every bit of it felt like... I, I can't actually remember ever... This this makes it sound like a huge detriment against the game. Like, I'm just like, oh my gosh, this was so bad. But like, I don't ever remember actually having a, a point where I'm like, this this feels like I'm a badass, or this feels like I'm having lots of fun, or anything like that like it was just cool to like visit these worlds. That was the part that was fun. Anything you had to do in between that, honestly, like the combat for me and the and the and the jumping and and the camera and anything like that, any actual like mechanics of the game were below fine. And I mean just below fine. You know, cuz if it was fine, I I'd be able to get through it and and not have any real problems or anything like that. But honestly, when I'm, when I'm trying to fight the big head boss the, uh, I'm trying to fight, uh, there's like three times they use the head, I guess. They they, they use it during uh, Cherubog or whatever. Mm-hmm. For the second time, they use it the first time with Ursula's head where I got really stuck. And I think they use it again towards the end with um, like an Anson big head character or something like that eventually.
0: yeah. But,
1: but it, once again, I never got there because I, I think I played about 90% of the game or something like that. I didn't really get through it, but I got through most of the a point to, to know my feelings about it and, and to feel like, you know, this felt so difficult. And not that I need someone to hold my hand, because clearly I don't think I do. Because I got I got so far in the game without it and then I opened up the guide. Um, but for the sake of the review and for the sake of just, like, wanting to see what this game was all about and kind of crack it open a little bit more, um, I, I used it, but, like, it reminded, it reminds me so much of games that I do like. And that games that I do think do it better, I'd be interested in playing an HD remake of Kingdom Hearts 2. But I'm more interested in seeing what Square Enix is doing for Kingdom Hearts 3. That's going to update these battle systems. That's going to update um, how I feel about all these different um, mechanics and stuff like that that have been improved since 2002. So I, I, it's hard for me to to hold to like hold this thing over a fire too it's hard for me to give it the score that I want to give it because it's a 2002 game. Like how can I like sit there and like hold this, hold this thing over some goals when really like, but there's, but at the same time, on the other hand, like, you know, I could sit there and, and love on um,
0: Ocarina time.
1: of Ocarina Time, but I guess that's unfair because I have a nostalgic connection to that, you know? And, 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 and maybe that's, maybe that's my problem here is that I don't have a nostalgic connection to it. I never played it back in the day. So it's almost kind of too late for this game for me to really be like I'm fully into it. I think it's a good game and stuff like that. I can't give it that kind of score. Ah, oh,
0: like, uh, like, true like, score.
1: So I think I'm I think I'm giving it a fair shake. I think I think I'm saying it in a way that 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 um is fair. Because I'm not sitting there saying no one's wrong. I don't, you know, I'm not sitting there saying it didn't work for me. Wait, I am saying it didn't work for me.
0: <laughs> it was the same, man. I'm saying totally it,
1: it doesn't work for anybody. It's it's a it's a it's a turd of a game. It's terrible. And that's not what I'm doing. I'm I'm sitting there picking it apart and looking at it in a sense of why is this why is this something that doesn't work for me, but it, why does it work for you, or or for anybody that loves it. You know, and, and, and I think we've kind of hit on it. I think a lot of it is nostalgia, and a lot of it is just, um, you know, for me, uh, you know, a lot of the mechanics and stuff like that have just been updated. It's just easier to, to, to play an action RPG nowadays and not have to go through the feeling of what it looks like. that's kind of the problem of HD remakes anyways, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you. Ha- like you we can play Jack and Daxter HD remake, right? But it's going to have some platforming pitfalls. That plagued plagued that get plagued those three games back in the day like they're just gonna ha- they're just gonna run into those problems because it's the same damn game
0: oh man Play, uh, uh, spe- uh, speaking HP. of pla- speaking of that platforming like that's one of the things I really had gripes about in God of War man I was like oh my god how many things do I have to jump on holy shit how many how many damn buzzsaw saw blades do we have to jump over or dodge? Like, it was just so annoying. And I'm not going to praise, you know, the Kingdom Hearts platforming. But to say the least, I enjoyed that more or what what there was of it compared to God of War, man. It was just, like, sometimes it was just an absolute fucking chore. Like, that I was like, ugh, kill me right now. Like, literally, when I was in fucking Hades, man, when I was in Hades, I was like, I hate this. I hate this so much right now. Like all that little, all that little balancing you have to do while there's blades spinning around, I'm like, I hate this. I hate it so much. Like I didn't have fun with it. I was like, oh, I was like, it was pissed. Right. And I couldn't wait to get out of there. And like, and that was the thing. Like I've heard so many great things about God of War and how many people really, like, really champion that game. And I come in playing it and I'm just like, huh, okay.
1: You're playing it for the first time in 2014. Yes. So this game is nine years old at this point. I think I believe it came out in two thousand five.
0: Yep.
1: I think I feel like I have an affinity for the game and a love for the game because ten years ago I, or nine years ago, or whatever, I was playing it right when it came out. I love God of War and I loved the platforming in it. Um, there are moments in that game I will forever hate. I played this game three times now um, for God of War, and and once again, I think yeah, I think it's because I grew. I think that's a lot of it. I think if you've grown up with it and you don't know any better. And you've always had it that way and you've always played it coming in that was like the first time that those games switched right like mm-hmm. you know, it's the first time that that game um i mean you may not like the way that the the platforming works in that game or the or jumping over those saw blades or anything like that but back then it was extremely revolutionary
0: mm-hmm.
1: and um and, and, I, and i and i and and i recognize that for kingdom hearts 2 what, and what it was trying to do um and that's why i'm trying to celebrate it with you in that capacity but in terms of is it playable nowadays? Like I almost feel like I should give it two scores. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I give it a score on like this originality and this like world, this Kingdom Hearts like world building and stuff like that. Yeah. But when you come to uh, God of or when you come to like gameplay and like that kind of stuff, I'd rate it way lower because there's so many. My my history of games since 2002 has grown so much because of because of how I feel about controls and how I feel about games and how, and how what what makes it, you know what? How it, how it's done better now. Yeah. So, anyways, I feel like I'm going in circles now. At this no, no,
0: that's fine. Point. I think uh, I'm,
1: I there's think I'm just about up. So. Uh,
0: just one more quick thing. Uh, the sound in this game. Um, I will say the composer, uh, Yoko Shimomura, is excellent. I, I really think she she really does a great work with the sound in this in this game. Uh, she has I think the score, the world's um, uh whether capturing agar the you know, the essence of Agrabah, the end of the world. I personally I really like the end of the world theme. Um that was that was my favorite track from the game. Um but I also like the title, like I like the main menu music as well. Uh I think it's very I don't know, like it it it's one of those things is like we've always said that if there's like a really good uh main menu theme music, um that it's probably a good sign of a good game but, but, but not in your case <laughs> i'm sorry I'm not, ma- I'm not making fun i'm but, not making but then fun. again i i didn't
1: really the, i don't think the uh you you're having a reaction to the music and the and the title theme and stuff like that Where i, I don't think i did i i the, in fact the thought of music had never even occurred to me wow like it just never like i'm not saying like i didn't i didn't dislike it i'm just saying i never even considered it The thing that did get me with sound was the voice acting for the characters. Some of them were really, really good. They sounded almost exactly like, um, like the characters. Like I thought the guy that did Captain Hook was really, really well done. Um, Um,
0: I think Ursula is the same person. I'm pretty sure Ursula is the same person. Um, Little Little Mermaid. I'm pretty sure that was still Jody Benson. Um, Aladdin, same guy. It's the same dude, Genie. Definitely not. That's not Robin Williams. No, that's not Robin Williams. Uh, yeah, that, that was the one I thought was
1: didn't work for me. It was no. Genie? I didn't think he was very good. Um, uh, even uh, even the character of um, of uh, of oh, God, the main character, Sora. Sora. I thought Sora, uh, Haley Joe Osment. Yep. I thought he did a fantastic job as 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 uh, Sora. I think I think he worked. I think his voice is very. Japanese video gamey kind of kind of feeling like you know he's kind of got that like whoa I gotta get out of the way and stuff like that like he he does feel like a video game character that 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 sound and that voice that's coming out of Haley
0: um, and there was Hayden Pantier, uh, Pantier. Um, she was Kyrie you, we may all know her from Heroes as the blonde cheerleader uh, she's also in that new show Nashville interesting so, okay yeah and, I, I, I didn't know that. Uh, and David Gallagher from 7th Heaven, um, he was one of the sons. He's He had the blonde hair. He played the voice of Riku. Oh, wow. Yep. Okay. And then we had, believe it or not, uh, just a, another fun fact, uh, Yuffie was voiced by Christy Carlson Romano. You may know her from Ren, as from, from Even Stevens.
1: Oh, wow. Okay.
0: And then Billy Zane played the voice of Ansem. And and David oh, Boris the Mummy, right? Huh? He's the guy that played the Mummy. Yeah. Lee Zane. Okay. And then and you know in the Phantom, you know that purple Phantom guy, <laughs> that shitty movie. Oh um, yeah, that's right. He, that was him too, wasn't it? That's right. Okay. Yep. And David Boreanaz, uh, Bore- he played the voice of Leon. He was he was Angel. That guy. Oh oh
1: okay yeah yeah Bones yeah. Bones Bones Bones
0: and Angel yeah. Bones okay. and Angel, yeah.
1: Oh, awesome! See, that's what I'm saying. Like, they got they got actual actors to play the cast and stuff like that. Like, they went all out for this and stuff like that. Like, there's there's some redeeming qualities for me, you know. But like, I guess when I get it when I get into it, like the sound and stuff like that, and and, and the way it was done and, and mixed, it it still feels like a, a game from 2002 to me. I, I don't know what that means though. I feel like I sh- I feel like that's not a really great comment. It. it
0: It basically, I think you're probably saying it's overall it hasn't aged well, man. I mean, that's I think that's what it's coming down to. It hasn't aged well, and and for a newcomer, it's gonna probably be a struggle, and that's fine. That is perfectly fine. And and while and while we're there, why don't you just you know finish off? You go into your final thoughts. I usually
1: during my final thoughts, I usually try to give people like like some guidance on how to play it, like. Okay. You know, it's kind of like when when you rate a cigar or when you rate a piece of pie or something like that. Like <laughs> you should always have it with a steak or you should always have this with a glass of wine or something like that. I always try to tell people try to give people a tip on how they should in- invest in the game that we're talking about. Yeah. And honestly with a game like this, I feel like if you want to know Kingdom Hearts, picking it up for $20 like I did on on like a Black Friday sale on, on PlayStation 3 because I think it was like brand new coming out Yeah. it was like only a couple months old for the re- HD remix to pick it up on PS3 I saw it for 20 bucks and I and I snatched it up and what I got out of it I got like I, I can't remember how many hours I put into this game I think it's like over definitely over 30 maybe close to 40 Um, like a real long RPG would be Yep. at, at least an American one I, I think that spent that much on like a Mass Effect I feel like at this point how I feel about the game and the score I would give it, I would maybe turn some people away from from sitting down and actually playing it, mostly because of sparing them the headaches I had. What I would like them to do instead is to look up on YouTube like maybe some of the cutscenes or kind of Maybe there's like a, a long cut of, of all these things made, or maybe they can watch some of the gameplay or something like that. Oh,
0: there's plenty of it, man. And, and
1: there's plenty of it. And in fact, there was one that was really interesting, and I found this very fascinating. Sorry, I'm going off on a tangent again. No,
0: go, go for it, man. But
1: Rev 3 Games, had, when, back when Adam Sessler was still with Rev 3 Games. <laughs> yeah, I watched they,
0: that. Yeah, they had
1: the uh, yeah they had him stream live stream him playing Kingdom Hearts, and it was and it was honestly funny because it was like watching. It. Well, he is kind of an old man, but. <laughs> yeah. sorry, I have to feel so. Um, but he, you know, it's like an old man playing video games for the first time, you know, he's trying to figure out and trying to understand like the world and stuff like that. And I actually kind of felt for him in some ways. I kind of like, yeah, it is kind of strange and it's kind of weird. It's, it's a beautiful game. It looks cool. And I can totally give like them props for, you know, designing the characters the way you remember them. Honestly, like, I feel like experiencing the game that way is probably better for me and reading about it online, like via you know wikipedia or or there's pro there's gotta be like a kingdom hearts of out there somewhere
0: oh dude that's the, that's the page i went to there's a kingdom hearts
1: that's perfect
0: wikipedia, yeah <laughs> wikipedia page that's how i found out about that know, damn mushroom it. thing yeah, yeah there's
1: a well link to it in the show notes or something like that but it's one of those <laughs> things that like you might as well read about it and, and and like witness it for yourself and spare yourself the the honestly the aged gameplay in my opinion i mean you might you're gonna hear something differently from from sp probably but but i think um at this point, am I willing to play Kingdom Hearts 2? I'm a little reluctant to. I'll be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm like, I'm not sure whether or not I want to pick up that second HD HD uh, 2.5 remix. I'm I'm a little uh, pensive to do it. But would I be willing to pick up a Kingdom Hearts 3? Yes. And especially with what they've learned over the decade, more than a decade since releasing this first one. I'm definitely gonna to try to see if I can't give that third one a try, and I'm and I'm honestly genuinely excited because of the properties that are involved, because I know that they're gonna put an all-out great product with their with at least from the production sides of things, with their voice acting and stuff like that, that that you're gonna get something really cool, um, and at least worth checking out. But as of as of right now for this Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 Remake, I would give it a four out of ten only because I'm there. Try you know I I you know five for me is that average, but like or like you know mediocre game I put it just below mediocre only because, you know like I said it was a chore it was hard to rush through it was hard to beat it was hard to get through without a guide, and and for all the reasons I've mentioned above you know you you just gotta you you know that's that's honestly where I sit with that and um yeah me, <laughs> yeah, me and S P will stop being friends now I guess. <laughs> But but the, I mean you know, I I don't hate the game. There are of course redeeming qualities. But yeah I have to give it a four four out of ten for my for my feelings on it. Yeah. Yeah. You, know,
0: not,
1: you know
0: what's so funny just, is yeah. that you know what's so funny is like before we before this whole H uh, D remix was gonna come out and so it's like I remember you saying like, so Espy, if I give this a four out of ten, you know, you're not gonna go hate me and it's the exact score. You gave did I say it. four? Yes, you did. It took me a while to come to that
1: to come to that conclusion because I had to think. God, what would I put? What what do I give this? Like, yeah, I don't want to piss off SB, but at the same <laughs> time, but at the same time, I don't want to be disingenuous to him either. I don't want yeah. to lie to him and say, "Oh, this mediocre game or the less than mediocre game I felt was blah blah blah." Eight out of ten. Like, I can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> so I have to tell you, you, know, it's it's one of those things. that's like, man, like. God, like I, I hate to do it because I really wanted to love it. I really wanted to get into it. I couldn't even finish it, you know.
0: That's fine, man. No, it's cool. It's cool. So I'm a, I'm a, I'm I'ma finish this up here. Um, you know, revisiting this game brought back great memories of you know playing the original release. You know, back when I when I was in high school. At the same time, uh, it, it reminded me that perhaps that it did not age as well as I as I thought it did. Uh, there are some quirks that the game uh, has, which boggles me as to why a game designer would do what they did. Uh, Remind me a bit of, you know, a little bit of it had a commie. Had that commie feels like, why would you do that? I don't, I don't get it. But it, I think it's just a different type of culture. When I replayed this game, I haven't played Kingdom Hearts for a long while, and I did it on purpose because I wanted to yeah, somewhat go on and go into it fresh um and when i say fresh is like i i didn't want to play the you know american version anymore i want to play the you know the last final version of this game and, and it still had that sense of wonder for me and, and i will attribute that to nostalgia and 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 i absolutely enjoy the nostalgia and as you know i guess i could be claimed as a fanboy but even as a fanboy um I have also just, you know, you heard me earlier that I was not a fan, like, of the translation of, you know, Kingdom Hearts Chain of Memories. It's like I was telling, and like, like I was telling Ben, like, I'm like, you know, I don't feel like this translated very well. So I, I would hope that would give other people the, uh, uh, tell other people that I am a bit, uh, that would tell people that I am a little bit more open-minded than maybe I give myself out to make myself out to be. But other than that, like I still, I still had fun despite its, you know, its blemishes and its quirks. And it may not have aged well, but hey, you know what? Uh, personally, for me, it's 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 a nine out of ten for me. I still love the game to this day, I Good. really do. I'm 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 happy to hear that that you say all those things because it's one of
1: those it's one of those things that like, you know, don't listen to me like listen to Aspie. <laughs> like I really honestly feel like this this game has brought so many people happiness over the years. Oh, yeah, man. And that, like, you know, there's that kind of feeling of, like, that childhood, like, innocence at the beginning of the game. These themes throughout of, like, coming of age. Sora is, like, having to make these decisions and stuff like that. Like, I, I, I feel like that kind of stuff that brought... You know, you're talking about how, how excited you were to replay it and stuff like that. Um, I'm, I'm glad it brought people happiness, and that's good. I think that's a good thing. So, I mean, just because I didn't really
0: understand it or get it you know no thing. no no man like no i this is like this is something i i i personally needed to hear because i felt like i i may have been blinded by my own love and affinity for the game and and hearing you talk about it, i'm like what, like really like why is he like why is he bagging on this so much like what is he like what like, did I like yeah what a dick like what game are you playing like exactly right. um and then not-
1: from the nostalgic standpoint like everyone everyone feels that like everyone feels that about something you know do, does star wars have the same you know it, i mean it's it's hard for you and i because you and i just absolutely 100% star wars 10 out of 10 like it just we love that mm-hmm. move we love that universe and it and it, won't, it won't we won't waver from that because we grew up in that universe and loving it so much so when someone comes in and goes why is Harrison Ford like why does he have such a ham-fisted role and in, in, you know and like why why does Luke why is Luke so whiny and stuff like that like the story isn't really that great or it's oh you know it's 70 sci-fi it's off to a really slow start and stuff like that it takes forever for the droids to get to you know for the action to start up and stuff like that like there's a lot of knocks you could make against something that we love, but we'll never knock it because we grew up with it, you know. Mm-hmm. So Absolutely. I understand where you're coming from too. I'm glad I got, I'm glad I got an opportunity to knock the game, but still kind of get your perspective on it. And 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 I did a ton of research. I, I was reading all these articles about how, you know, I was looking for. I was literally googling, googling, um, Kingdom Hearts sucks. Yeah. <laughs> I looking, I was looking for things where people thought. I was looking for like negative reviews on purpose because I wanted to figure out like why do I have such a bad taste for this game, and it, it seemed like every the consensus across the board, Metacritic, everything, everyone was giving this game I saying raised. that it's good. Yeah, everyone's saying we like it, we enjoy it, and stuff like that. And and that many people, you know, <laughs> they do they they they, um, they they it's very specific about about how they feel about it and stuff like that, and that's good. But you're going to get people nowadays who never even heard of a Kingdom Hearts coming in and, 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 you know, hopefully falling into the camp that you do and, and having some happiness from it. So
0: I, I would say that the next batch, uh, like the Kingdom Hearts 2.5, it will include Birth by Sleep. And I have read reviews which Birth by Sleep was, was came out for the PSP. I heard that battle system is much better than Kingdom Hearts 2 and 1. Like interesting which which fascinates me because I've never touched that game. I have not played it, and I, when I, once I heard it was part of that lineup for two point five, I was like, okay, you know what, I'm just gonna wait for this because i I already like you no know, I already like Kingdom Hearts two, which honestly hearing your discussion about Kingdom Hearts one i do I honestly do think it is a step up from Kingdom Hearts One, and you would probably enjoy it a lot more. Because when you're talking about, like, level, like levels, like, am I, am I really prepared for this world? Like, it would tell you the next world what level you should probably be at. Like, that's, like, that's like their suggestion. And having played on, like, the hardest mode, um, I would, you know, I would personally take that suggestion to heart. Because there are times where I get my ass handed to me a couple of times. But nonetheless, man, hey, I'm just glad we had this conversation because... I, I, I just really want somebody else's perspective as to um, why they had a bad experience with it versus me, who's like, hey, Kingdom Hearts, yippee, skippy, <laughs> oh boy, fellas. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, nice. uh, funny. All right, man. Well, um, thank you. I I had a blast. Like, really, I really enjoyed listening uh, to to your conversation, and um, I will talk more about God of War when we talk about. Uh, when we talk about third and, uh, God of War 3 later on um, in the year. Uh, it's actually not that far down the road, is it? I don't think it is. God of War 3 should be... The, the list is like... I think it's...
1: I had it out. I think it's like... A, it's it's either right before or right after um, Heavenly Sword.
0: Sorry, my, my list is paper right now. No, that's oh, fine. Oh, uh, no, we 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 have God of War three after Michael Shannon Barger's choice, which is Jade Empire. Whew, that's gonna be a lengthy game too. So, so what are we playing? So what are we playing next? Hitman Absolution is next, sir.
1: That's my pick.
0: Is that your pick? Yes.
1: I didn't really I, uh, I
0: picked it. Wow. And then we have Josh. Is what if the, you played on the PC? It looks beautiful, but there are big little load times. Oh, is there?
1: Yeah. If you do you have it on PC?
0: Yeah, I do. Okay, yeah, I was gonna say the load times are really long. Um Well, is it because of your not not now this is not knocking your computer, but is it just because of your rig or is it because the way I don't know, the way the way the game is developed?
1: The way the game was developed, I think. Okay. Because I I was listening to a bunch of other people like right when the game was coming out, listening to some weird reviews and stuff like that, and they were saying how um their PC is like top of the line but like it goes this is the first time that I think the 360 has uh, shorter load times than the PC. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I, I mean, they they weren't that bad. Like when I was playing them, I just found myself reloading a lot of times because I wanted to get it perfect. We'll talk about that when we get there, I guess. But I
0: yeah. I I
1: picked uh no, that- Absolution.
0: Yep. And Josh chose The Last of Us. Now we will have a friend uh on that show. Um, his name is Scott Corelli. He he will be part of that conversation. Uh, also, I think we might actually include the DLC as part of the conversation too. Uh, Left Behind, which is uh, I guess it, I guess it's appropriate the title. I would not know because The Last of Us is uh, for me. This will be my first time playing it. And then there is my pick. Uh, I chose the game Fez. And then Chris decided uh, after after the the Bioshock Infinite episode, he had decided to uh, nix uh, Retro City Rampage and go with Metro Last Light. And then we're followed up with our listener's choice, Jade Empire, uh, which was made by, that choice was given by uh, Michael Shane at Barger. And then on to our group pick, God of War 3. So you have your, a little bit of a list right there for you folks to, um, you know, play ahead and then when, it, when it's time to come, You'll be able to listen and take part of the conversation, so nothing's really spoiled for you. But if you like listening to our lovely voices, hey, by all means, join us anyway. But hey, uh, Ben, after, I think that's—I think that might be it. I think are we done for the evening, sir? I am finished. Yep. Okay, dude. Well, anyway, uh, Ben, thank you again for the conversation, and to our listeners, thank you for tuning in and for all co-op mode reviews. You can find us on Facebook twitter you just send us an email at gmail.com it is co-op reviews at gmail.com and we do have a website co-op reviews.com where you'll be able to stream all our episodes and yes we are on itunes for you for you to download the episodes as well i am mike and i want to say again thank you ben uh, sorry that you had such a hard time. Yeah, but... thanks for making me play a stupid game. <laughs> Fuck you. We are never gonna be friends anymore, you asshole. Exactly. Four out, of, four out of ten. Friendship. gone. See, this is the last time I ever caress you again. I will never, ever wrap my beautifully sculpted biceps around you. Fuck you. <laughs> no, he's not kidding. He's not kidding about that, you guys. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> all I right, did. all right, guys. We're signing out, and we're back with Hitman Absolution with probably in a f- few weeks or a month or so. Take care, guys. Later. At least I got crystal.